can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the Atlanta Hawks 105-95 in another tale of two halves. Going to follow today's podcast the same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs and some of the lows, and to get things started off here, want to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. Uh, This was a great night for him. 38 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. Uh, An all-around fairly efficient night. Uh, The last couple games, and honestly, for the majority of this season, he has struggled from 3-point. Today, 4 of 10 from 3, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, so got there a bunch. 13 of 27 from the field, so pretty solid shooting numbers overall. Just under 50% from the field, 40% from three. That's what you want from an all-star. And we'll talk about his counterpart in the next half here. But Jason Tatum, overall, solid game. Uh, When the Celtics really struggled getting points on the board, and mainly in the first half, Jason Tatum was the one that started putting points up. Uh, And in the third quarter alone, he had, let's see here, he had 13 points at half, 29 at the end of the third. So he had 16 points in the third quarter. Now the Celtics absolutely went berserk and scored 42 points in the third. So that was just a quarter where the Celtics had every Every single possible thing working in their favor. Uh, They played really, really well in the third quarter. Uh, But a lot of it came down from Jason Tatum. A couple of really strong finishes. Uh, But as a team, things started flowing a little bit better. Uh, You look at the first half stats. We were down 55-45. We were shooting 37% from the field uh, in just 4 of 20. So 25% from three. So clearly looking at the numbers, we upped both of those a good percentage, at least 11% from the field. Uh, Three-point wise, we still kind of shot horrible, only 28% on the night. Uh, But you looked like the Celtics turned it up in the second half as far as shooting goes. Uh, The assist numbers went up. Guys started getting open looks. They started hitting open looks, which is the important part here. Uh, But overall, they started playing the game the right way, right? So 55 points for the Hawks in the first half. They ended with 95. That means 40 points in the second half. And this is another game where the Celtics hold an opponent under 100 points. Defensively, this team was fantastic. Jason Tatum had a lot to do with that. Uh, but you also look outside of him, you have pretty, re- you have pretty solid performances all around. Uh, Al Horford, great defensive night, tossed in a block. Uh, Robert Williams, another huge double-double, 10 points, 14 rebounds, including six offensive rebounds, but he also chipped in two blocks. You know, Marcus Smart, Derek White, both of these guys, Huge, huge performances. 
Marcus Smart, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, leading the way with the assist numbers. Uh, but also, Chip did a steal. So, like, these guys are coming up clutch with huge, huge plays. You know, Marcus Smart had a couple beautiful passes early to Tatum for a backdoor cut for a layup. Uh, another great pass to Jalen Brown in transition. Uh, he played well. You know, the shooting numbers weren't there. Only 3 of 11 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. Uh, but one of the things that he did well on the offensive side was getting the free throw line. 7 of 9 from the free throw line. Huge. Huge. Uh, his counterpart, and I know I always say this, like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, th- those are the two counterparts when you talk about it, right? Now, Derek White is that Marcus Smart counterpart. Uh, so Derek White tonight, 14 points, four rebounds, five assists. He was the second leader in assists. Uh, and he had a couple of massive, massive plays late in the game. Uh, excellent baseline drive and finish. Uh, but really, the big play late uh, was his charge that he took. And this is a situation where the Celtics were really, really trying to hold on to that lead as, you know, the Hawks started coming back. And Derek White took a huge charge that completely shifted the focus of the game. And that's just a huge, like, it's it's just a big moment. We're so used to, as Celtics fans, seeing this type of performance from a Marcus Smart. But we haven't had other guys really step up uh, and take charges on this end. Uh, it's really, really good to see Derek White coming in here. And I know we've heard a million stories about him and just his defensive excellence. And a lot of it comes down to taking charges. Like he's one of the league leader in charges drawn. So it's not, it's not that it's surprising. It's just exciting to see since we haven't really seen a lot of that. Uh, so overall, I mean, this is a good win, right? The Celtics came out super flat. We'll talk about that in the next half. But second half, they really, really turned it on. Offensively, it was a complete shift. Again, I talked about like how the Hawks scored 55 points in the first and only 40 points in the second half. The Celtics only scored 45 in the first half and then went on to score 60 in the second. Like that is impressive. You know, we've talked a lot this season about the fact that, you know, we really can't just flip a switch, right? Like there's a difference between, you know, the Celtics and teams that have just been consistently good. We haven't really had that. Right, like there's a there's a big difference between teams that say they can just flip a switch, but we as a as a whole Celtics team slash fan base, whatever you want to call it, uh, they haven't shown the ability to just flip a switch and turn it up when they need to. There have been many many games where this Celtics team has folded, uh, so it's good to see them kind of flip a switch per se and the offense really turn up the defense turned up a notch like this is a fun game to watch and this is a okay Atlanta Hawks team I'm not going to say it's a great team they were also missing John Collins 
But this is eight wins in a row. And I talked about this last last podcast against the Nuggets. These are teams that the Celtics, all Celtics fans, said would be a, a real gauge for how good this team can be because the they're, it's good competition. Uh, granted, again, no, no uh, I almost said Jokic, no John Collins tonight. This Hawks team still has talent. Like It's still a talented group of guys. Uh, led by Trey Young, obviously, but they've got shooters alongside him. Kevin Herter, like this is a Gallinari. It's a solid team, right? So the fact the Celtics continue coming out with these big wins is important. And you look at the standings. The Celtics just jumped up uh, in sole possession of sixth place. And this is like, like this is where you want the Celtics to be moving. We're trending in the right direction, right? Like we're four and a half games behind first place. Uh, only two games behind Philly for the five seed. Two and a half games behind, realistically, third place. The third place Cavs. We've got the best record in the Eastern Conference in the last 10 games, nine and one. Like this is a team that's playing at its absolute best right now. And that's where you want to be at this point in the season. Uh, so kudos going out to this Boston Celtics team, really turning things up uh, on Super Bowl Sunday here. You know, the Celtics were one of, I believe, two games. I don't think it's two teams. I think it's two games they'd played on Super Bowl Sunday, which kind of pisses me off because I think Super Bowl Sunday belongs to football and nothing but football. Uh, this is a good game, though. It's exactly what you want the Celtics to come out and do. Uh, there are still some negatives in today's game. No doubt about it. The first half was kind of a nightmare. Offensively, defensively. Uh, we'll talk about that, though. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 
Hope New York or text Hope New York to 467369. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one on one coaching where they build macro based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. Listen, this game, not perfect, right? And we still haven't seen a full game of just perfect effort all the way through. Uh, And it's frustrating, but there are very few teams that go out and put together full 48 minutes of excellence. Uh, The second half, brilliant. Offensively, defensively, excellent game. First half, Celtics came out super sloppy, super slow. Uh, And it's it's frustrating. And I, I feel like almost all of the early matinee games, they come out and it's, the effort's just not there, right? But this is just another game where you look at the Celtics as a whole and the shooting is just really not there. And I mean, listen, what are you going to do? This is something that we've faced all season long at this point. Brad needs to get shooters. He needs to get guys that can hit shots. And while I do think this was a really good game by Derek White, he's going, he's, he's a little bit back to what his season average is, right? Like, his season average is about 31% from three. He shot well over that last game. Tonight, two of 10. Two of 10, that's a lot of three-point attempts. Jason Tatum, four of 10. Jalen Brown, two of six. So that's not terrible, right? Uh, but overall, as a team, 11 of 38, 29%, 28.9%. It's not good. Right, like sub thirty is not good. It's not where you want to be. Uh, and as a team, you see, you see that Brad should be seeing this, and this is an issue that needs to be addressed. You know, and I know, you know, Brad has talked about. Well, not even Brad, but just other reporters across the league have talked about Sam Hauser being adopted into a, a regular season contract, and I'm sure that's going to happen. And I'm sure Brad will bring in scoring bring in shooters but are they going to crack the rotation like this is a game where you have sam hauser and aaron neesmith both that you know should be three-point threats aaron neesmith certainly has not proven that uh, but both of them should be three-point threats and neither of them got any minutes peyton pritchard got 11 minutes tonight he's a guy that last year was a 40 percent three-point shooter this season, he's really struggled. And tonight, 0 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. Like, it's not it's not good. Like, we can see this team desperately lacking shooting. 
And it's frustrating because this team defensively is so, so solid. I, I said it on the last last podcast. Keith Smith tweeted this. And a lot of it just comes down to like, no matter how bad the offense is, this team is 100% relying on their defense. And it's a great it's a great brand of basketball. Like you talk about defense wins championships all the time. And while that hasn't necessarily been the case over the last 10, 10, 15 years, like defense is a, it's a fun brand of basketball. They get a big stop. They get out in transition. They run, they get a transition bucket or they hit a three or their offense. The pace is just there. Like, that's a fun brand of basketball to watch. I'd rather that than them just going and hitting a million threes. Because defense, to me, is a fun, fun game to watch. So overall, you look, and it's great that defensively they just look unbelievable. But you really need, you really need them to start hitting some shots. Uh but that's it. I mean, right? Like the end of the day, this is a their eighth straight win as a Celtics team, and it's a it's a win against a fairly good opponent. Again, they weren't whole, and that's been you know really every Celtics fan's gripe over the last couple of weeks. They've sure they've put up eight straight wins. Uh, a lot of it's been against subpar competition. And honestly, it's fair. I get it. I I understand why people aren't convinced fully. But this team has completely turned a corner. I don't care. I don't care what the fans are saying, how much shit they want to talk about it. This Celtics team is different. They're playing a different brand of basketball. Defensively, they are so sharp, so active. Offensively, while the shooting hasn't been there 100%, they're really moving the ball well. And that is what you've been asking for all season long, right? Like this is what this is the way that every fan wants to see them play. Take it as a win, right? Again, eight straight wins. The Celtics now find themselves in sole possession of sixth place, just two games behind Philly. Like this is a this is exactly where you want to be this point in the season based on based on how the start went at least. Like I think everyone would fully have expected to be a, you know, top 4 seed at this point. Uh but I don't think a lot of people really thought Miami or Chicago or actually not even Miami, but Chicago or Cleveland would be at 2 and 3 on the season. Right, so like those are the two wild cards this year. I don't think anybody in America would have put Milwaukee at four, Brooklyn at eight. Like nobody would have guessed that. But at this point, Boston sits right in between them both. So you got to be happy with it at this point. That's where we're gonna wrap things up, guys. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, and if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star, written review, everything helps. I hope you enjoyed Super Bowl Sunday. I was really rooting for the Bengals here. Uh, they couldn't pull it off. 
And it's frustrating. Bad pass interference call at the end of the game really cost him. But listen, have a good night, Celtics fans. The Celtics are back at it on Tuesday against Philly. Time to see if the Celtics are for real. Facing Joe Allen Bede, that should be James Harden's debut, uh, which will be fun. Daniel Tice should be back, so we should be at whole as the Celtics team. Philly should be whole. It'll be a good test. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.